Hi, this is Alana Terry. Welcome to Season 5 of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast, bringing you some full and complete and unabridged Christian fiction audiobooks to keep you encouraged and inspired. This season's audiobook is called What Dreams May Come and is narrated by Pamela Lawrence, written by me, Alana Terry, and sponsored by our COVID-19 fundraiser. So what we're doing is taking some of my ebook novels and I've bundled them up as a pay-what-you-can product with a portion of all royalties going to support local relief efforts for COVID-19. If you want to be involved in this fundraiser, it's going to be for a limited time. You can check it out at alanaterry.com novels. And now enjoy today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Chapter 16 Hey, Mr. Scott, Wung plopped onto the couch and wiped ketchup stains off his face with the back of his hand. You know what I was wondering? Scott felt so relaxed, even though he knew he had to get back to his apartment soon. Carl was famous for his Sunday afternoon naps, and Scott didn't want to impose on his family's hospitality more than he already had. No. He answered Wung. What? What I'm wondering is how come God sends out tapestries in the first place? Scott tried to make sense of the question. The Lindgrens had adopted Wung from a South Korean orphanage, and even though there wasn't a trace of an accent to his English, he still got his words confused every once in a while. Tapestries? Yeah, you know, people who travel all over to Africa and Alaska and stuff and nonsense like that to teach them folks who never asked Jesus into their hearts how to do it right? Scott chuckled. They're called missionaries. Wung frowned and cocked his head to the side. Isn't that what I said? Why does God have people do that? Scott was about to tell Wung about the Great Commission, Jesus' last command to his disciples before he was taken up to heaven. But Wung still had more questions. Here's what I mean. Dad says that God already knows who's going to heaven and who isn't. I even heard him talk about it one Sunday. There was some sort of fancy word for it. The doctor of electives, I think he called it, or something close to it. Before Scott could offer any corrections, Wung continued. And here's what I was thinking. Let's say my dad's right, which I know he is on account of him being a pastor and stuff and nonsense like that. So that means God already knows which folks are on their way to heaven and which folks have to spend forever in the other place. Now, what I'm wanting to know is why people like you bother going out and being tapestries since God's already got his mind made up. Scott stared at Wung, wondering how to simplify a debate that had made waves in the Christian church for centuries. Well, he began, not because he knew what he was going to say next, 
but because he figured he had to start somewhere. The important thing to remember when we talk about the Lord is that, Woong, honey, Sandy called from the kitchen. I need you to clear those dishes off the table and give Mr. Scott a chance to relax. Okay, baby? Woong pouted. I'm not a baby, he grumbled and slid off the couch. Carl came down the hall after taking off his tie. He lowered himself into the chair across from Scott with a groan. I'm getting too old for this. From the dining room, Woong asked his mom questions, which she answered patiently as she loaded up the dishwasher. Scott was always impressed when he came to the Lindgren's home. There was a peacefulness here, a kind of calm that he couldn't quite explain. He wasn't sure if it was a result of Sandy's homemaking skills, maybe all the framed Bible verses she'd put up on the walls, or the love that radiated from this couple who'd spent their lives raising foster kids, adopted kids, biological kids, and grandkids. All he knew was that he felt more at peace here than he did anywhere else on the globe. And no matter how far away God called him in the future, it would be nice to have a place like this waiting for him upon his return. A place to call home. Chapter 17 Susanna wrapped her winter coat around herself and braced for the blast of wet snow as she stepped out the doors of Orchard Grove Bible Church. She kept her head down to protect her face from the biting wind and made her way to the car. Susanna, hold up a minute. She recognized the voice, didn't want to turn around, but she couldn't be rude. She conjured up a smile. Hi, Ricky. He waved his hand in greeting, even though he was now only two feet away. Hey, what are you doing? Susanna let go of the handle of her car. Just heading home, it's past Kitty's lunchtime. Ricky shuffled from one foot to the other and then stamped both of them in the snow. Yeah, I guess that's what happens when Grandma Lucy closes in prayer, huh? He let out a nervous chuckle. I guess so, Susanna answered. She and Ricky Fields had known each other from the time they were both wearing diapers and drooling on plastic rattles in the Orchard Grove nursery. In addition to attending the same church, they often found themselves enrolled in the same co-op classes. In a moment of both indecisiveness and pity, Susanna had even agreed to be Ricky's date to the homeschool prom their junior year. The snow was so heavy, it was falling down the back of Susanna's neck. She raised the fur-lined hood of her coat. Nice jacket. Ricky reached out as if he wanted to touch it, then pulled his hand away. I don't remember you wearing it before. It was my mom's. Susanna answered and watched Ricky's face melt into a puddle of mortification. I'm so sorry, he gasped. I shouldn't have said anything. I should have known. How could you? Susanna tried to offer a smile. Don't worry about it. No, I feel terrible now. I'm always doing that. 
saying things at the worst possible times. I wasn't trying to make you sad. Honest, I wasn't. Susanna didn't bother to mention that she hadn't been feeling any worse than normal until he started making such a big deal about it. Let me make it up to you, he pleaded. What can I do? Can I drive you home? Walk you back to church. Do you need a cup of tea? Susanna had to smile at his earnestness, if nothing else. I'm fine, really. It's just a coat. Ricky's face wrinkled up. Susanna might have tried harder to convince him there wasn't any real reason to feel bad, but she was already late. I'm sorry, she apologized, even though she couldn't be sure for what. I have to go now. Good to see you. He shuffled again, a little bounce from one leg to the other, widening his footprint in the snow. Okay, well, you know you can call me if you need anything, right? I've told you that before, and you haven't forgotten. She smiled. I haven't forgotten. Thank you. She opened the door. Please, don't be upset. You didn't say anything wrong. His face lit up as she lowered herself into the driver's seat. He stood there smiling and waving goodbye as Susanna put the car into reverse, wondering how long it would take before everyone around her stopped acting like she would break any minute, how long it would take before everyone around her could simply forget. Chapter 18 Well, son, Carl clasped Scott on the shoulder. You know we love having you over, and I hate to say it, but that Sunday nap of mine isn't going to take itself. You know what I'm wondering? Wung asked from the corner where he'd been playing with some Legos. His mom leaned down and whispered, Not right now, baby. Wung stuck out his lower lip. I'm not a baby. Scott stood and accepted Sandy's warm hug. Thank you so much for the delicious lunch. It's always so nice spending time with you and your family. Sandy smiled brightly as she pulled away. You know you're welcome here any time. Carl extended his hand for a shake. Any time other than late Sunday afternoon, he added with a broad grin. Scott smiled back. Well, enjoy your nap. Thanks again for the encouraging sermon and a great time together afterward. You'll have to come back soon. Wung glanced up from his Lego Avenger set. Because I was reading my geometry book the other day, and they said, there are these people who all live together on one big island, except they're the kind of people who don't wear much clothes. And when they get mad at each other and go to war, they actually eat each other right up. And when we were reading that, Mom said you know a guy who printed a Bible for folks like that. And I wanted to ask you about it, except I forgot until just now. Scott stared perplexed until Sandy explained, We've been reading Don Richardson. Now I get it. I was wondering what kind of geometry lesson he was getting, he added with a smile. The Lindgrens lived a few blocks away from the nearest bus stop, and Scott was happy to walk, 
enjoyed the quiet. He wondered what Susanna would think of Wung, pictured how perfectly she and Sandy would get along, wondered how different life might have been if God had kept Susanna in his life for good. Thanks again for listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. This has been What Dreams May Come by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Pamela Lawrence. This season of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by our fundraiser for COVID-19 relief work, which you can find out about more when you go to alanaterry.com slash novels. This page will have a link to our fundraiser for as long as it runs. I hope and pray that you stay safe and healthy. I want to thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you real soon.